In today's episode, we speak to Marcus Whiskey. He is Mr. Productivity. He helps entrepreneurs deal with overwhelm that disrupts their focus. In addition to being a productivity expert, Mark is the host of the Marcus Whiskey podcast and an online trainer. His strategies have guided entrepreneurs, CEOs, executive directors, business owners, and business corporate specialists to get back control of their time. You can find more about Mark on his podcast. Let's speak to Mark and find out how he changed his life to change his mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And I am so excited. I'm super, super excited. We've got Mark Struczewski here. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, Gul. How are you doing? It's glad to be here for you. I'm so glad I pronounced your surname correctly. I was so worried about it. You know, what's uh, interesting before we get started is I, I said when she asked me what my surname was, that's such an un-American thing to do because we call it the last name. Uh-huh. And when you said surname, I'm like, oh, that's my last name. So I had to do the translation in my head. Of course, we we are across the pond. I mean, UK, you are in US. And so we do have those <laughs> little bit of discrepancies. You guys have heard from the intro how amazing Mark is. And today we're going to ask Mark, how did he work on his mindset to get to where he is now? So Mark, Before we get started, tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do. I am a productivity expert. I help people get out from feeling overwhelmed. If anyone's ever had a pair of Apple EarPods that got tangled up, you know, when you want to go use them and you're sitting there feverishly trying to untangle them and like, how, why is it so complicated? I do that with people in real life. Their to-do lists are overwhelming. Uh, they have no time management skills and they're, they're trying to get uh, some sense out of their life. And I, I gently come in there and say, okay, this is how we unwrap the headphones. And now, now you have life because everyone comes to me and says, I don't have enough time. We all have enough time. Hmm. The problem is you're not managing your time correctly. Yeah. So you think you don't have any time. Wonderful. So Okay, so that's that's great. I think that everybody needs help with that, including myself <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, Mark, how did you get to him? I mean, to start start at the beginning. You know, how, what led you on your path to be able to come here and actually call yourself a productivity expert? I think for you to be so productive now, you must have messed up before. So, what happened? <laughs> well, I, I have a two part answer for you. Number one, I'm an only child, mm-hmm. and I was raised. I was born in 1965, and I was raised that everything happens at a certain time. Okay, mm-hmm. you wake up. You, you, I didn't sleep. I never slept in. Missed the bus. You know, I was woken up at the same time. My parents knew what time the bus came. They knew I had to get up. I had to have breakfast. I had to get dressed for school. Had to brush my teeth. So I have a very structured uh, life. I came home from school. You know, I can go out and play, but before I watch any television television or telly, as they say over in England, I had to do my homework. I mm-hmm. had to take a bath or a shower. So I think that was the beginning of me becoming Mr. Productivity. I just didn't know it back then. Right. My parents were very structured. You know, that's what it is. Dinner, five o'clock, Monday through Friday, no exceptions. That's when we ate dinner. And if I didn't come home at five o'clock, 
the food would be sitting in my place and mom would let it get cold. So, hey, you know, dinner's at five o'clock every day, you know, Monday through Saturday, at five o'clock, Sunday's at three o'clock for some strange reason. But that's the way it was. And my real journey to being Mr. Productivity started when I got fired from my corporate job in July of 2005. Ooh. Now, at the time, I was very angry. But now I'm very thankful because it was kind of like mama bird kicking me out of the nest mm. and said, OK, this is not where you're supposed to be. Go fly. And it was tough because I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing for years. I didn't make any money. And of course, I thought the answer was hiring coaches. Now, coaches are awesome. I'm a coach. You're a coach. But the yeah. problem is you just can't hire the first coach you find. No. I didn't do any due diligence and I spent a lot of money and I don't blame the coaches. Mm. It's my fault. I didn't do mm. my homework. I just said, oh, wow. I saw their ad on Facebook or Instagram. Here's a couple thousand dollars and they want the money. And I spent money on courses. I spent money on webinars and all this other stuff. And I was looking for a magic bullet, a magic pill. I wanted the mm. one thing that would guarantee me to be the next Elon Musk. Well, I hate to break this to your listeners. That doesn't exist. <laughs> Hard work is how you get there. And so I stumbled and bumbled around and, and people, it's amazing when I share my story with people. So from the, from when I got fired in July, 2005 until the end of 2020, I made a total, not per year, a total of $40,000. Wow. When I tell people that, you know, I got a very supportive wife who says, I believe in you. I was just confused. I was out in the middle of the ocean in a leaky canoe without any oars. Okay. And finally, some people came into my life and said, okay, um, you got a lot to offer the world, but mm. you're kind of like all over the place. And so now I'm laser focused. I got great clients. I'm starting to make money now. And I tell that story to people because when you look on social media, everybody goes, oh my gosh, these people are so successful. They're making yeah. tons of money. And I believe Pareto's principle is alive and well. I believe 80% of people are struggling. Mm. They just don't want to admit it. Okay. Mm. They don't want to say, look at I, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm struggling. I don't know how to pay my rent. I don't know how to pay my mortgage or the car payment or feed the family or keep the lights on. People feel that's a shame. And I said, you know what? I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to tell my story. I, I, I whacked my shin. I stubbed my toe. I fell over. I got back up again. And because people need to know that story. Yes, you don't go from rags to riches. It, everybody makes mistakes. And I, I think that's <laughs> I got DMs from people. I, I post on LinkedIn that people said, thank you for sharing your story. I thought I was all alone. Mm. And the problem is because people are not honest yeah. to think that you're all alone. You're, if you're struggling, there's more people struggling that are not. So you're not alone. Agreed. And I think this there's a, there's a, fa a facade that a lot of people put on that I'm so successful, especially with the social advice of social media. You know, people put on this smiley face. I'm so happy. I've got this and I've got that. And I'm successful, so successful in my business. Whereas behind the scenes, there's a lot more to it and a lot more going on. And obviously, nobody wants to show the, the you know, the demons, the dark, the dark side. They just show the bright, happy, angelic side of themselves and lives. And I think everyone has their own demons to fight all throughout, even when they are, even if they do have a successful businesses, they, they could be struggling in the health or in their personal life or in their relationships, or just in sometimes, you know, people are, you know, some entrepreneurs are working so hard, they're, they're close to burnout. And this is yes. why, you know, I, I don't, I really don't adhere to the philosophy of, you know, work on hustle, hustle, hustle. I do believe you take action, but it has to be in alignment and you have to do it with ease and grace. So yes. coming back to your point. How did you, so when you were, you know, while you were going through your struggle stage and you had to, you were quite fortunate to have your, you know, your wonderful wife support you. 
how did you still keep your, you know, grow, you know, your your mindset on, you know, making sure there's a growth mindset, you're learning, you're developing, even though you were investing in coaches, which were, you know, not living up to your expectation or able to help you the way they need, they promised to help and things weren't going your way. How were you able to still stay on the right path and end up here right now? Because without that, you know, without that focus, you wouldn't be here talking to me right now. So how did you do 100%. that? I think, first of all, you have to believe in yourself. And mm. like most people, if they're honest, they have some self-doubt. You're like, okay, I, I hung my shingle out. Where are all the clients? Where are the millions of dollars? Where are the <laughs> private islands? And so we all go through that phase. Everyone goes through that phase. Mm. And I, I think there's only two people in my life, believe it or not, who unbridledly believe in me. Mm. Now, if you say, oh, everybody believes in me. No, they don't. People who believe in you are with you when you're struggling. See, yes. everyone is cheering you on when you're doing things well. Okay. But you only have a very, I'd say maybe three or four friends who are really hundred percent behind you, whether you have good days or bad days, good weeks or bad weeks. They're saying, look at, you got something, keep on going. And if my wife didn't support me, I would have quit a long time ago. Mm. I tell people, if you're an entrepreneur, number one, you got to believe in yourself. And number two, you got to have a supportive spouse. Yeah. If your spouse thinks you're wasting time, why don't you get a real job? This is wasted time. You're, you're not going to succeed. You no. need a, 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 a person behind you who's cheering you on. I've got friends who had to leave entrepreneurship because their spouse are going, okay, it's been a year, then two years, what's going on? That's not how entrepreneurship works. Sure, for some people it does, but a lot of people it takes a lot of work. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you have to whack your shin, you have to stub your toe, and you have to fall down and get back up again. That didn't work. Let me try this. If there's no straight path, there is no straight path, and and I'm glad there's no straight path because if I hung my shingle out in July 2005 and I became the next Jeff Bezos or the next Elon Musk, it wouldn't have been that fun because I didn't achieve anything. It was been a month. But yeah. now I can look back and go, man, I learned a lot. And mm. when I'm people on people's podcasts or they're on my show or anything that like, man, you really know your stuff. Well, yeah, I, I have a lot of experience because I made a lot of mistakes. That's why yeah. it, it, you when you go look for a coach, make sure that they have failed a lot. <laughs> and learn. You don't want someone to go, well, I, I just became a certified coach. Have you ever failed? No. Mommy and daddy always took care of me. Mm. You might not want to hire that coach because they have a lot of book knowledge. Mm. You want someone to go, yeah, been where you are. Sucks, mm. doesn't it? Because mm. when you're in that position, more people are likely to listen to you and you're going to attract the right people to you. People don't want know-it-alls. They yeah. don't because they want someone who's fallen and gotten up again several times. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I, th I think I, I think that one of the reasons why I'm able to be such a good money coach is because I've had money, lost it, had money, lost it, right? <laughs> so I've gone, I've gone from riches to rags to riches to rags multiple times. You know, I, I, I was born in a very wealthy family. Parents split up, ended up being um, living on um, East London, basically really run down a council estate, grew up, dyslexic student, became a lawyer, <laughs> made a lot of money, got married, lost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so this up and down the roller coaster life you're describing that's what makes every individual unique because they come with those unique experiences and with your unique experiences you now know how to help people be productive rather than regurgitating something that you learned from a book which is there's a, there's a big difference 
You know, there is. there's such a big difference because they, they, they say it's funny, actually, you know, you and I are teaching now uh, and we're, we're learning teaching from my experience. Whereas normally in, in um, when you're at uni or whatever, they say those who do do and those who can't teach. <laughs> Whereas yes. You're saying the opposite. You're saying we've been there, done that, bought the, bought the T-shirt. Now we're able to be in a position where we can use that experience to help our clients. And I totally get that. You know, it's interesting when I was in, in college, university for yeah. you over there in London, um, I had a guy, I took a marketing class. The guy who was teaching the class went to marketing school, got a degree. Now he teaches marketing. He was never a guy that went out and created marketing plans. Hmm. I didn't know that at the time, but now I look, reflect back to you, you, what you said, just made me think about that. He's never created a marketing uh, strategy. He was just regurgitating what he learned in school. Yeah. You don't want to learn from someone like that. You want to learn someone, hey, I was nothing and I worked my butt off and I became a megastar. One of the people I, I really admire is Tony Robbins. Mm. He came from nothing, mm. absolutely nothing. And if you know his story, he yeah. just built himself up and now he's a megastar. But yeah. he wasn't a megastar at birth. There was times when he had no money. He's, he's uh, one of his goals is to feed 1 billion people the course his lifetime, mm. but he wasn't always like that. And, and I think people have to realize that unless you're a trust fund baby, we're all on a journey. Of course, we're all on a journey. I think, I think every individual is on a journey, whether they want to, whether they aspire to have financial freedom or not, it doesn't really matter. But I, I mean, being a money person, I think the financial freedom should be the first thing you, you know, you need to aspire to, because once you have that, you you'll have you have time freedom to go and do whatever you want, but that requires mindset mm-hmm. and that requires a certain ideology. Yes. So how did you you know? And I have to ask you this, you know, you know, because you are from you know you you're you know we're very similar generations. You know, it's very difficult for a man to allow his you know his wife to support him during his dreams. This comes in, and it shouldn't be, by the way. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying this because I can say from the other end, because I was when I, with my first husband, I he decided he wanted to work on his dreams and whatever else, and I was very supportive, and I, and I was making a lot of money as a lawyer anyway, so I thought, yeah, why not? But he couldn't handle the fact that I was a main breadwinner, and that caused the issues, and then he became abusive and so forth, and that led to a very, very abusive relationship, ended up me, you know, divorcing him after um, a physical, a physical abuse. Um, but it, it deteriorated really, really badly. That's that's the angle I'm coming from. So even though that your partner can support you, how do you how do you keep hold of that masculinity in a healthy way to know that it's okay? She's supporting me, and I just to build my dreams because tomorrow I'm going to build these dreams for her, which is exactly what you're doing. So you, she's supporting you, but eventually you're you're doing this not just for yourself but for her as well because you have this that you do now have this amazing life together. How do you, as a man, are able to hold on to that dream and are able to hold on to your mindset and be able to have the healthy masculine energy rather than deteriorated one <laughs> compared to the one I just described to you, which was awful? Well, first of all, I want to say I'm sorry to hear that you were abused. Uh, I don't think any human being no. should ever been mis- be mistreated. I don't care if it's a man, woman, gay, straight. Agreed. Nobody deserves to be abused. Let me just lay that out there. So I'm sorry you had to go through that. That guy's a schmuck because you should never abuse people. Now, answer to your question, you know, I never really thought about that because I never thought, uh, well, I won't say never. There's been times when I felt bad that I wasn't supporting my wife, hmm. but she says, no, I'm in this for the long run. Yes, I'm course. in this for the long game because 
I know that you are going to be successful. And yes, I'm working now to support the family, but I know in the very near future, you're going to make more money than I can make in a year. You're going to make that in a month, maybe in mm -hmm. a week. Yeah. And, and so we have a very strong relationship. We're both uh, evangelical Christians and, you know, Jesus is the head of our household. And we know that we are going to be taken care of. Now I may never make Elon Musk money, but I'm not chasing the money as much as I'm chasing happiness. Yeah. I think people are so I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. They I, I'd rather have you be happy and make forty thousand dollars or forty thousand pounds a year mm -hmm. than make forty thousand or forty million and be miserable. Of we course. all know people who are very wealthy mm -hmm. and they're miserable. And we know people who are barely making ends meet and they're so happy. And so I think we should be chasing happiness. Hmm. Okay. What makes you happy? So if you want to work just 40 hours or 35 hours a week, and you want to play video games all day, uh, all weekend long, if that makes you happy, I'm like, go for it. Hmm. Don't look at the other people and look at the Gary Vaynerchuk's and the Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey's and go, Oh, I haven't made it until I got there. No, don't do that. What do you want out of life? And I think people need to stop and go, yeah, what do I want out of life? My wife and I have a very strong relationship. She has never doubted me. I don't feel less of a man because no, I, I can do be. things that she can't do. I mean, yeah. she would never hop on a podcast. She would never <laughs> speak in front of people. And so she's got her strengths and I got my strengths. So I don't feel less of a man. I know there's women out there who, if I was married to, Number one, I probably wouldn't be an entrepreneur. Number two, probably would end up in divorce because if the two support spouses are not supporting each other, you're banging heads. That's not a good marriage. And if you're not in a good relationship, then how are you going to serve the world? Because now you're going to be angry. You're going to be carrying this baggage from your relationship and you're going to, and people are going to know sense that. So you're going to lose clients. Yeah. We're going to follow exactly. you on social media. It's a domino effect. Yeah, exactly. And I love what you said. And this is exactly the point I wanted to get across because there, there could be people listening right now, especially for the corporate world. And I know that there's plenty of uh, people who are, but who both partners are in corporate world. And it may be that one of them it doesn't have to be the man, it could be the woman as well. It, you know, one partner wants to leave that corporate environment. But, but obviously, if you're in corporate world, you're used to a certain type of lifestyle. This is important to mm -hmm. re recognize and understand that. If you one person leaves that job, you, there will be an impact on the lifestyle. And then one person has to be responsible for the bills. It doesn't matter which one, which way around it is for the other to be able to build a lifestyle. But then you need that support from your spouse, you need the support from your partner. But it's OK to get it, because as long as you believe in each other and you believe in your dreams, you can achieve it, as you've just rightly proved. That's exactly you need. It doesn't matter who's earning what. It could be once, like, and there are, there are partners who are, you know, who just have the, the employee mentality. They are unable to go into the entrepreneurship. And there are people like you and I who actually thrive as entrepreneurs and who are miserable as an employee because <laughs> I'm just an awful, I'm very good at what a job. I was a very good lawyer, but I was a terrible employee. Like, I wouldn't hire me. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical because i i'm just not um an employee material i just have too much of you know um whatever you know <laughs> the kind of mindset and that that's perfectly fine as long as you are clear about your goals and yes. you communicate that with each other and you're you're on the same wavelength which you clearly are so i think your achievement i was listening to um, you know, uh, stillness is a key by, uh, I've forgotten the, the author's name. And he was talking about how if you, those who want to achieve, they need to have time and also give, not only make time, but also 
actively make sure they have a partner, a spouse, you know, and there are plenty of people out there who go into achieve and put their personal lives on hold. Whereas if you do, what have you achieved and who are you going to share it with? You yes. need to have someone to share it with. And this is so important for those listening. Yes. You need to know that, yes, go out for your dreams, but you do need to have someone to share those dreams with. Otherwise, the dreams become, very, when they do materialize, they become very empty. Yes. And not only that, but you also, I I found this out the hard way. You have to have people who are on the entrepreneurial journey with you. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I go to a Bible study class and everyone in there is corporate people. So Mm -hmm. we're in a 55 to 70 uh, Bible study class. And they're always asking about retirement. And I'm always like, don't, what are you cursing in church for? I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) Why would I want to retire from doing what I love to do. I'm like, well, you could take days off and, and go golfing. I say, well, I don't play golf, but I could do that now. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I, 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 I'm my own boss. I could do whatever I want to do. Hmm. I said, you had to go to work eight to five Monday, Friday and 50, you know, work 50 weeks, get two, three weeks vacation. I said, I'm in charge. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing like moving physical stuff. I, I use my mind. Hmm. I, I'm like, I'm 55. Why would I want to retire? And they're like, <laughs> so, because they don't get it. They, they yeah. are, I'm not saying this to be derogatory, but they're, they're corporate minions. They yeah. go there, they get the standard paycheck, the, the vacation. They, the I like employee mindset. Yeah, exactly. And there's only one person in our Bible study class that used to be an entrepreneur. She understands. And, and if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, please, most of the people, let's go back to Pareto's principle, mm-hmm. make sure 80% or more of the people around you are entrepreneurs because they get you. Don't hang around people who just want to go to work in a corporate environment because you, you're, you're speaking English and they're speaking French and you can't understand each other. Okay. So make sure you're hanging around fellow entrepreneurs. It really makes a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I think we're going to do a wrap. So tell us, Mark, where can we find you on the internet and how can we connect with you? The easiest way is to go to my website, mrproductivity.com. That's M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com, which will magically transport you to markstucheski.com. You're welcome. But one of the things (laughs) I'm really fascinated about is I've noticed that people are inundated with email. Mm. They're not opening their emails anymore. So I decided to, there's a, there's a messenger app called Telegram. Have you heard of Telegram? Yes, of course. Okay. So I went out and created a broadcast channel and you just go look up Mr. Productivity, two words, mm-hmm. and I'm sending out one or two messages a day. What's interesting because it goes right to people's phones, more people are engaging with mm. me. It's amazing. So right now at the time of this recording, I have like 11 people following me. I have way more than an email list, but I get more engagement from my Telegram list than I do my email because people get on their phones like, and it's really <laughs> short messages. Mm. Oh, wow. And they reply. So it's amazing. And I, I really like the format because if I got something in my mind, boom, I can send a message out and pe- it can help people. So you can either look at me up in Mr. Productivity and Telegram. If you go to mrproductivity.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of the homepage, it'll say, follow me on Telegram. I'm just trying to provide massive value to people. And of course, when you're at mrproductivity.com, you can find out about my coaching and my podcast, which you are going to be a guest on. Yes, I will uh, be very shortly. Yes. (laughs) Yes, So I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Me too. I mean, we have to have you back, Mark. We need to talk more about being productive and we'll, we'll, and and all the tips and golden nuggets that you have for us. And that will be, of course, we're going to have Mark back on with us on the Money Talkie segment. So thank you so much for being guest with us today on Friday Feature, but we have to have you back on Money Talkies very, very soon. 
Thank um, you so much. Thank you so much, Mark. So thank you for joining me and Mark today on Friday Feature. As you can see, Mark is amazing. We could talk for hours, but we have to wrap it up. Do join me next time when I speak to another amazing guest sharing how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gold Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.